The next show will start in one minute. Welcome to Cooking with the Hazelnuts. Today, we're going to be talking about unboxing the Cook's Essentials Air Fryer with Debbie Hazelton from Cooking with the Hazelnuts and Jason Castanguay from Main Menu. Oh you know, boy! Today, Jason will make his homemade French fries right from his new Cook's Essentials Air Fryer. How do you think he'll do? I'll just have to show you up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we have a voicemail. Next, yours truly will be throwing a lot of hot air around as I demonstrate cooking homemade potato chips in the air fryer. And a few other surprises coming up just for you next as Cooking with the Hazelnuts continues. French fries <laughs> are a definite weakness for me. What is cooking? We are happy to hear from you. And we have a new phone number, 206-736-9301. Email hazelnuts at acbradio.org and find us on Twitter at acbhazelnuts. So are you guys ready for your little boxing match? (laughs) (laughs) Unveiling, unpacking. I'm trying to see the best way to open this box. I know. It's interesting. My label is on the side rather than the top. Oh, it's on the side. Okay, yeah. I have mine oriented so that the label is on the right side towards the top. And label. It's almost like an envelope, really, actually. Yes, yes, that is on the side, and it's not toward the... Okay, let's see, toward usually, the top. Usually, guys, um, QVC packages, are the label is usually on top. Yeah, I know, but yeah, there's not, no not seam time. on the top. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah, mine... All right, I my, have mine like you have yours. Okay. All right. Well, I'm going to cut some tape here. Yep. Mm, Cooks Essentials QVC Air Fryers. Exciting. (laughs) And I did not necessarily need another one, but. And you know, I checked, both of you, I checked and um, I read a recipe and it said $3.90 in the air fryer. Oh, does it? For the kale chips. Yes. Okay, all right. I mean, it really did. So um, it did say five minutes, though. Okay. But um, I think the kale I got was the baby kale. Ah, okay. Okay, I have a book at the top, huh? Yeah, me too. I got a book at the top in a Ziploc bag. Yep, and styrofoam. Yep, lots of styrofoam. Okay, this looks similar, actually. Oh, it's very round. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This is the first time Jason has ever seen a fryer before, so. An air fryer. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's in a plastic bag. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Pour it on the side, I see. Yeah. Pour it on the side, yeah. So okay. Taking it out. Yeah. And Chippy's wants the box. Uh-huh. But of course, he's right here. All right, I am now removing plastic. Yep, me too. Gosh. Yeah, they wrapped it quite well, didn't they? Mm-hmm. Okay, but it comes off from the bottom. 
Yes. I thought I thought first it was detachable, but I don't think it is. Oh, no. No, it's not. Mine, mine isn't mm-hmm. either. No. But this is a totally different brand. So now I have the cord out. And this really, I mean, this is really round. Yes. I do feel the buttons on the top, and they are raised. Oh, there yeah. There are yep. two little oblong buttons on each side and a round one kind of in the middle. And yep. then another row of the same. If there are five of them, they should be probably presets. Or is that four of them? One, I two, four of them. I think. Three, four, five, six. Uh-uh. <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, it looks like. And, a, yep. and then a round one. Hmm. And then I don't know now how this. And I oh. wonder if some of those other buttons have to do with the manual controlling. Oh, sure. oh I imagine. Of course. Yeah, yeah. I would think. Is this taped, this drawer? Um, oh, yeah, I'm looking at that. Too. The basket probably is taped shut, yep, so it won't fall. Yeah, but I don't see tape. I don't really see tape yet. Um. Um, and Des is over at the sink running some water. Oh, okay. Yeah, she's doing something over there. I do not see <clears throat> how this... How it opens. It should just no. pull straight out. No, no, it doesn't. No. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, there is tape, but it's very shiny and looks very much like the uh, plastic itself. I see it, but I just didn't want to be peeling off... Like a label or something. Okay. Yeah, no, I know what you mean. Yep. Okay. Well, that sounds see. right. That sounds right. Yeah. Okay, so I'm seeing this tape. Stick yeah. Yep. That's where I'm going with it. Yep. Okay. I'm putting it on this. Okay, and then inside, ah, there's cardboard. Yep. Oh, there is the rack. It's totally round inside. Oh, yeah. oh interesting. Yeah, this is interesting. And then this looks like this. Uh, bubble wrap around the rack. Yeah, but then there's also this inner basket comes out somehow, and there's cardboard underneath it. Okay. Oh, I don't see how to get that out. Oh, there's more tape. Maybe there's a oh. button on the yes, side I think that or the might... top of the handle, maybe, or the side. Yeah, maybe. I think, yeah, that is exactly what there was. Yeah. There's a button on top. Okay, so I got that out. Yeah, this looks nice. I don't know that it's any bigger, but I think, and this rack just fits right in. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, my rack does too on the other one. I'm thinking this is pretty cool, I have to say. <laughs> yeah. I thought the basket would be like a all mesh like screen or something. It's Mm-mm. it's more um of a nice like metal basket with all sorts of holes on the bottom. Yep. Mhm. Yep. Cuz that's where the um the oil you know. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. Wow, it's about the same size as the other one. Oh, yeah, and the bottom. Okay, the bottom. Um, let me see here. I just need to move things around carefully. I was thinking the bottom might be removable so that you could uh, put the it. The bottom in, of what? The bottom of the, of the 
not not the basket itself, but the underneath that gets the drip drippings and stuff. I thought that might come out. No, the basket comes out, and that's what you clean underneath the basket. Oh, you just clean that whole thing. Yeah. Okay, I thought it was a little piece that came out. Okay. Right. okay. No. You can take the basket out. There's a button on yep. top of the heat. Did you take? Did you see it's that? It's a tape off. Yeah. Well, that then there's a button. If you push that, the basket comes out of that whole metal thing. Yep. And then you just wash that whole metal thing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They both can go into the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it looks really nice. Is the um, shape of it like a cylinder? Yeah, it's totally, I mean, I would say it's totally it's very round, round except for the handle sticking out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't and think I'm, the other one is that we have is totally round. Isn't, it's not totally round. Mm-mm. No. There are little, I don't know what you call these little things that's holding the rack Holding, it's um, like those little things they use to cinch wires together and stuff. Uh, kind of like a twist tie, but um, it's one of those you have to cut off. Oh, sure. Uh, it's on the rack, and I don't know why that is. Oh, I, I know what it is. It's holding those little skewers that came with skewers. Oh, oh I didn't even see that. Oh. Yeah, I was just noticing it now. Oh, yep. yes, they are. Yes, they are. They're on there. Okay, I yep. didn't even see that. Mm-hmm. I didn't notice it right away either. Yep. yep, skewers. I did not get skewers with the other one. Ah. No, uh-uh. I didn't mm-hmm. either. Hmm. Uh, well. And the know. rack just seems to sit in here any old way. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't matter. But just think, you guys, mm-hmm. you can make kebabs. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I think I'm actually going to like this one better than the other one. But I'm going to, I think I want to keep both. I think I'll just take the other one to the garage. And um, learn to use this one Yeah. Well, once remember, I figure out what these controls are. Yeah, remember, yep. though, you can actually have two batches of fries going, too. Oh, I know. I could. As long as there's counter space, I certainly could. Mm-hmm. And I could, you know, do it temporarily and then and take it back out there, oh, you know. Yum. Two batches of fries. Do either of you remember what the deal is? It sounds like this other cookbook is supposed to be sent to us, that we get, that it's included, that it's supposed to be sent once it's out for this fryer? For this fryer? I, th- I thought it just came with the fryer. No, there's another one that's soon to be released. Oh, I don't think... Did you? I, th- I think you have to buy it, don't you? Uh, oh, I thought it was I thought it was something we were getting, but no. maybe not. Mm-mm. Well, I saw there, okay. was, there were extra... It said um, along... There, there are also going to be extra books... I mean, extra recipes on the site. So I found those and oh, I put okay. that... I, gave, okay. I put that in our folders, yeah. Right, but I... I understood that there was something else not yet I want out. More. <laughs> more. I know. <laughs> I know, because that was one of the things that was really um, compelling. Yes. Oh, yes. I, Megan is drinking water. I, I know that um, she has not released her book, and it's coming at some point, because she's still experimenting. Okay. Boy, she loud. <laughs> <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Not really loud. But magni- the phone anyway. must magnify it. But, um, <laughs> well, i got to find another place to put this for now. But This is very, very cool. I'm looking forward to learning the buttons and knowing what I know, doing. me too. Me too. I want to know what these buttons are. I know we heard them, and they do have a, a touch uh, sensitivity to them oh, like yeah, they spring back mm-hmm. yeah yep. and Very on the nice. tv we heard them beeping yeah yes so 
that is really, really good. So I think this is going to become, this is going to be much more usable. And the other one I would probably use mostly when I know I want the maximum amount of heat and I don't have to juggle with, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like when I made pumpkin seeds uh, on Halloween on Halloween night. <laughs> mm-hmm. I had the temperature control. I had to turn it way down to roast those because it took took me half an hour to roast them. Mm. But boy, and it looks like this is there's, this has a round gauge on it to show for the temperature. I'm guessing. Um, you mean that little window? Yeah, that little round, that little one above the button, right, right above the buttons. There's a nice yeah. round window there. A little window. Guessing yeah, that's I temperature. Imagine, yeah, yeah, probably. And I don't know whether you can see any. Well, that's probably all it mostly is temperature. Probably mm-hmm. display some kind. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, display. That's true. It's yeah. display. I forgot. It's digital after all. <laughs> It doesn't take up as much room as I thought it would. I thought somehow the the body would be uh, larger. Yeah, and I think you do have to wash it, and then if mine, I remember I had to uh, break it in for like ten ten minutes or something. Ah, uh, okay, that sounds good. Yeah, it's really, really, really nice. I think they're gonna sell a lot of them. <laughs> oh, yeah. no doubt. I mean, at that price. But you know what? I think even at regular price, they're much cheaper. Yeah, probably. I don't know how much off it was. Yeah, I think 20 bucks or something. Good, guys. Yeah, okay. This is great. It's going to be fun because now we're, I mean, anytime, you know, I don't know. I just, we'll all continue to learn from each other, which is so cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I love it. We can all crunch in each other's ears. That's right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And Jason, what's the first thing you're going to make? That you since you've never done this. Oh God! You know those chips sound good, but like I could probably do chips or French fries because I'm thinking potatoes are pretty easy to get, and I French got that slicer. Fries, yeah, and French fries were some of the easiest. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, and such a satisfying, wonderful thing to do. I mean, oh yeah, you know, and when you're doing your burgers. Mm. Outside or something, uh, and yeah. and you do some French fries. Oh, naturally, you know, I mean, the frozen ones are good, but when you do your own, oh, oh, Mm. Uh, there's no comparison. I know over Mm. Thanksgiving, uh, we were talking about it on that, uh, I think we were on WhatsApp then talking about uh, Mm -hmm. making fries, and she was just going, telling me what she was doing, and she said they really turned out great for the first time. Oh, they did. Oh, they did. I had two batches, and the first batch was in the oven, and I kept going into the oven and stealing them. Ooh. You know, it's hard not to eat a whole batch. I would, too. Oh, French fries are a definite weakness for me. Well, when you get them natural like this with the skin on and just a little salt and a little oil, and I mean, just hardly any oil, mm-hmm. you know, just, just, and that salt and, oh my God. Wow. Yeah, they and, taste so earthy and so good. And, mm-hmm. and just think, we have a dedicated button for them. <laughs> oh, do we? we I didn't do. even know there's that. There's a fries there's, button. There's, there's a fries button. Oh my God. Hey everybody. How would you like to hear Cooking with the Hazelnuts as a podcast? We are Apple Approved. Use your favorite aggregator, such as Podcast, Downcast, Overcast, QCast for your Windows machine. Just do a search for Cooking with the Hazelnuts. That's Cooking with the Hazelnuts. We hope you subscribe. Thank you for your kind attention. 
Cooking with the Hazelnuts listeners, this is Jason Castingway, and I'm here to talk to you about the Cook's Essentials Air Fryer from QVC. Oh boy, have I been hearing all about it. Between Randy and Debbie, all of the magnificent things they've prepared with their Philips Air Fryer, and I've been hearing about the fries, and the fish, and the this, and the that, and I'm just tired of it. (laughs) Because I get hungry and envious every time I hear about it. And so last week, uh, I first heard about it from Randy and then had forgotten and then Debbie reminded me there was one day last week when QVC had a special, actually maybe it was two weeks ago now, I'm not even sure, my sense of time is off lately, Um, but QVC had this one day where they were selling their digital air fryer for $100. And I just had to grab it. It was too good a deal to pass up, considering that the Philips Air Fryer is usually $199. I've seen it for a little bit cheaper, but not nearly as cheap as $100. And from everything that I gathered on the specs of the Cook's Essentials Air Fryer, it sounded very much the same. Uh, The same capacity, which is 3 quarts, the same wattage. I believe it's 1,500 watts. And I hopped on it at the end of the day, and it arrived at the end of last week. So I've been playing around with it a little bit. It's a very cute-looking device. It is roundish compared to the Philips Air Fryer, but I think most everything else about it is the same, except that in this case, this one has digital controls. And before I get into the digital controls, let me uh, describe the unit. It reminds me of a face in the in the front for some reason. It's got some defining lines and it's got this area where there are buttons with a little stop-start button in the center that looks like a nose to me. And there's a, a display above the nose which is perfectly round. And maybe that could be the third eye. I don't know. In my face, maybe my face isn't doing so well, but it kind of reminds me of a face. The unit itself I'm thinking maybe seven to nine pounds. I'm really not sure exactly what. Um, The cord comes out of the back, and uh, it's a round cord and plugs into the wall. Uh, The thing I like about it is that when you plug it in, you are sure you're getting power because you get a beep. Sorry, there was a double beep there because I had it half plugged in for a second. Um, And so... There's below the buttons and the nose and all that is the handle, and when you pull it out, you get the well and basket. The well surrounds the basket and will catch any drippings, and the basket itself is pretty roundish, not exactly round. Um, has vertical slats in the sides, um, evenly spaced around, and um, just a bunch of round holes in the bottom to catch the drippings. When you slide the basket in, you get that beep again to let you know, okay, the basket's in and I'm ready to work. None of the buttons work except for the power button at first. Um, You can push all the other buttons, nothing happens. It's just sitting there waiting. The thing I want to explain about these buttons is that there are two rows and the nose separates the buttons in the center. So there are two buttons, the nose, two buttons, and then on the bottom row, two buttons. The nose just slightly above it, and two more buttons. 
and this is from left to right. On the top row from left to right you have plus temperature, minus temperature, then the nose which is the start-stop button, and then decrease time, increase time. On the second row from left to right you have presets and they are fries, chicken, and then that nose in the middle, steak and fish. When you are attempting to set things on this unit, and if you have partial vision or if there's somebody sighted around you, uh, it may be a little confusing to those of us who don't understand that there's only enough room to fit either the temperature or the time on the display. So the display will cycle between time and temperature if you sit there long enough for it to do that. And when you are setting the time and temperature, it will cycle back and forth every five seconds or so for a total of about 20 seconds, at which point, with no interaction, the unit will actually go back into standby and you will have to start all over. When you hit the start-stop button from standby mode, you are ready to set your time and temperature. By default, they are at 370 degrees for 15 minutes. So that's a nice starting point, at least you know it, it doesn't try to remember what your last setting was. If you are starting from scratch, it is always going to be 370 for 15 minutes. I almost forgot to, I wanted to describe that there are handles toward the bottom of the unit so you can easily lift or move it, and of course the handle on the basket, and the top of it is round, just like the rest of the unit. It has what looks like an upside down plate with a ridge and the edge, which I think is for intake for the fan that pushes the air around. Okay, so I'm going to take the basket out. I have a bunch of freshly cut potatoes. I know this is not terribly original, but what better to cook in a fryer than French fries? I'm going to grab these and lay them in the basket. I'm going to try to lay them. Uh, I did two pretty medium-sized potatoes. One of them was a little long and skinny, and I'm just wanting to lay these out so that there is a good amount of breathing room no matter what. And, okay. And I've gotten some pretty good advice from Debbie and Randy, and they seem to cook their fries for 20 minutes with a shake in the middle or so. Uh, just to keep things moving around. Okay, let me just rinse my hands here. They've gotten a little oily. I've put a tablespoon of oil and tossed the fries uh, prior to this recording. And so handling them now got my hands dirty. Another thing I want to mention about settings I almost forgot is that when you are adjusting the time or temperature, the first press is going to simply display the current setting. Because of that cycling, I think they're wanting to ensure that you see the current setting before you start increasing or decreasing. So if you are pressing it for the first time, that's the current, and then your presses thereafter are adjusting. So for example, if my timer is at 15 minutes, uh, the first press is, um, if I'm wanting to adjust it to 10, the first press of the minus button is still going to say 15, and then 14, 13, 12, 11, 10. If I wait too long, like 5 seconds or more, 
it's going to be cycling back and forth between time and temperature and if you go to press it again it's going to simply display the current setting rather than continue adjusting. So you do have to get things done uh, somewhat quickly. So I'm going to do a total of 20 minutes here at 400 degrees. And so what I'm going to do though is divide it into 10 so that I can come back in, shake things around, and then set it for another 10. So I'm going to hit the start stop button. We're at the default of 370 at 15 minutes. I'm going to adjust the temperature first. I'm going to go 370, 380, 390, 400. And then now the timer, 15, 14, 13, 12, 11, 10, and hit start. It's not terribly loud. I thought it was going to be louder for some reason. But uh, boy, has it prepared some great food. I've done chicken. It came with a grill rack and skewers. So I've done some chicken and steak on the rack. I guess it's not a grill rack per se. It's just a rack. But I think of grilling because of the little bars. Um, and I have done hash brown patties. They came out wonderfully. And uh, I think that's all I've done so far. But I can't wait to do more. This is turning out to be quite the little gadget in my kitchen. And it comes in many colors. There's a red color. Um, oh, so many different colors. You know, one thing I didn't even think to do was preheat the unit. And so I may adjust on the second time around. Instead of 10 minutes, I might do more like 12 minutes because it recommends that you preheat the unit uh, for a couple minutes. Uh, before starting. I totally forgot about that because I'm busy recording. I can't be bothered. <laughs> well, here we are. So the, the fan speeds up a little more as it gets warmed up. It's still not terribly loud, I don't think. And um, all that circulation of air does provide for some great smells as things are heating up. So this is great. I'm going to pause the recording and come back a little before the timer rings. Okay, we're back and it's done its first cycle. You may be able to hear them sizzle a little bit. I'm going to reach in with my bare hand, as I've discovered. It's not quite as hot as one might suspect. I mean, it's hot, but it's not so horrible. And just shake it around, move things around so that things can still get covered now. I'm going to push it back in. And we have to hit stop start again, even though, even though it's already powered up, it always goes to that standby mode. So I'm going to hit start. Get it back to 400. Just push it a bunch of times. It doesn't wrap either. So we started from 370 and went to 400. Now I'm going to bring it down to 15, 14, 13, 12 minutes. Hit start. And there we go. Now wash my hand. And they smell great already. And I could feel some nice crisping occurring. And 
it's all kind of experimental. I'm still trying to figure out what the right times and temperatures are. I know for fries, I want the highest temperature. But, you know, if, if I try one at the end and discover, eh, I want a little more, um, then I'm going to give it a little more. So it's, it's very easy to do that and just keep all that stuff going. So we'll be back when the timer rings. I am standing here waiting for this thing to finish, and boy is it smelling good, and I can hear just some slight sizzling and frying sounds quietly underneath all the fan noise. This will give me time to explain just a couple of things that I forgot to explain. The outer housing of the unit is a shiny plastic finish, and I would never recommend that anyone just reach into a hot basket of food but I have learned through experience that there are certain things you can get away doing that with. For some reason with potatoes and hash brown patties, I can do it. I've learned though that with steak and chicken, you can touch them, but you cannot grasp them and flip them over and things like that. There are things that seem better to do that with than others. Okay, it's done. Let's see if we can hear the sizzle. good to me. Oh, and they feel like french fries. Oh, yes. And I think I just knocked one out of the floor. What sacrilege. Okay, I'm just going to try one here. Mmm. Wow. Oh, am I pleased. Mmm-hmm. Okay. Time for me to go and enjoy these french fries. It has been a pleasure, everyone. I'm glad I could be here to explain this other air fryer option to you. For Cooking with the Hazelnuts, this has been Jason Castanguay. Commission time. If leaving, please replace your inner car speaker before releasing brakes or starting motor. Do not back out. Drive to the aisle in front of you and exit. And now, for those remaining, it's intermission time. Time for that stretch you've been wanting. And best of all, time to take your pick from that scrumptious array of tasty treats waiting for you at the snack bar, where the popcorn's popping, the cold drinks are sparkling, the hot dogs are sizzling, The coffee is steaming. And a luscious treasure of your favorite ice cream flavors as you like it served. And so much more to tempt any taste is waiting for you now at the snack bar. You'll be notified in plenty of time when the next show is about to begin. Hello, hazelnuts. This is Marlena in Seattle calling to share something that I find really exciting. Maybe everyone already knows this, but if you don't, maybe you'll find it exciting as well. This deals with a very cool way to shred pork or chicken for barbecue. Earlier this week, I made a pork roast in my Instant Pot, and it came out delicious and nice and tender. I took the remainder of the meat, placed it in a Ziploc bag, 
and added some barbecue sauce to it. The kind of Ziploc bag I use is the kind with the physical slider on it. I don't like the ones you have to press closed. So I essentially marinated the remainder of the pork in some additional barbecue sauce for two days. Earlier today, I took a gargantuan potato and baked it to within an inch of its life, and I'm now letting it cool down, and I will cut it in half lengthwise. I will then scoop out the potato um, uh, from the inside and put that in a bowl. When I went to look at my pork, imagine my joy to discover that I didn't need two forks to pull the pork, that it had gotten so tender sitting in with the barbecue sauce in a sealed bag that I could do it with my fingers outside the bag. My hands are as clean now as they were when I started, and my pork is all nicely shredded, waiting to be mixed in with the potato mixture. And then we'll throw a little tiny bit of salt on the top, and I guess you could put cheese, but we're not going to do that because we don't need the calories. Then I'm going to pop this back in the oven at probably 375 for 20 minutes-ishy, and um, that'll be our dinner tonight, along with some nice green beans and, and whatever. So anyway, I just wanted to pass that tip on for shredding pork. Essentially, again, you just take your pork, put it in a sealable bag and add some barbecue sauce. You can decide how much barbecue sauce you want. I frankly didn't measure. I just threw some in there. Seal the bag up, let it sit in the reefer for a couple of days, and then just do it with your fingers outside the bag and you will have complete control over the consistency of your shredded pork. I hope somebody finds it useful and I love your program. I think it's the best cooking show aired anywhere. So you go, guys. You're great. And we'll talk to you soon. Keep cooking. What a great compliment. Thank you, Marlena. Oop, wonder who that is. Come in. Why, it's me. Well, Big R, what are you going to be showing now? Just I'm going to lean over here. You just whisper in my ear so the audience can't hear. Chips, chip, 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 chip. Oh, really? Oh, that demo's coming up next. Listen to me as I demonstrate. Making chips. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Big R's Kitchen. Today, I am going to be making homemade potato chips in the air fryer. Now, this is something that I've wanted to do for a long time. And I didn't know if it would ever work. I saw a really neat air fryer that was digitally controlled. It was made by Cook's Essentials. It was $100. And at that time, and at that time only, and not any longer, on five easy pays for $20. Now, I tweeted that, so if someone out there in the listening audience was mindful of my tweets, then they themselves got an air fryer, too. I know two people, and combined the two people... Between them, they have three fryers. Hmm, I wonder who they are. 
Jason and Debbie. <laughs> anyway, I shall begin. Now the process that I used was I have an electric mandolin and I sliced potatoes with the slicer, the thinnest slicer that it had and it makes thin chips. Now the first thing we do is we're going to run a potato through the electric mandolin slicer and I'll show you what that sounds like. Got some good chips there. And the next thing that we have to do is we have to get a bowl and put some water in it. Okay, there we go. That's good. Alright, so I'm going to take this drawer that all the potatoes are in that have been turned into chips. I'm going to put them into this bowl. chips and I've got to let my dog out pardon me oh by the way I'm recording on an iPhone on an app called drop Vox with a V just for those people that are technical that want to know what I'm recording I didn't oh and it's rainy here as I record this I have an electric mandolin slicer and before you get all excited about it I don't think they're available any longer so some people that are going to be doing these kinds of slices will have to use a hand mandolin and I've talked about this before, you have to be really careful with a hand mandolin slicer because if you're not, you can cut your fingers easily. And that goes for me too. I've done it. And I've known people that have done it and I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm just letting you know, take it easy. Don't be in a hurry. And don't be in a hurry with a mandolin slicer either because we're dealing with sharp blades. We're going to begin the next level. Now, I've taken the potatoes out and I have put the potatoes in a bowl full of ice water and salt because you need to soak that starch out of those potatoes as much as you can so they get really crisp and delicious. So here's the salt in a brown container, just regular salt and I've already salted the water and as I speak about 50 minutes, five zero minutes have gone by. They say a half hour but it doesn't hurt to soak them a little bit longer. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put the salt away and then I am going to reach for a colander. Make sure the sink is clean. I'm going to turn the water on. And yes, the sink has already been cleaned. Just rinse, always rinse out the sink when you're going to be doing something like this. Especially with a colander because, uh, you know, you just really should. Alright, if you're 
asking, have I ever used a mandolin slicer to make chips? Yes, I have. I've used the mandolin slicer, the hand version, uh, to make chips in the microwave, which turn out really good, and in the deep fryer also, which really works well. So we're going to try it in the air fryer now. As I say, I saw this on QVC, and you want to have the temperature at 300 degrees, and you will need to cook them for 25 minutes. All right, so here we go. I'm going to move the mandolin slicer over, set it down here a little bit. Um, it's mostly a part in the dishwasher by now. I just thought I'd record this for you guys because I thought, hmm, well, should be an interesting demo. I'm going to move another piece over here. All right, I'm going to set the... Mandolin slicers plugged in, so we'll unplug it. And of course, that means I have to plug in the air fryer. Um, as I say, I'm recording on the phone and I'm going to speak up so you guys can hear me. This is what we call preparing. I'm going to plug in the air fryer. And I just plugged it in. Now, the thing I'm going to do is I always check the air fryer, so I'm going to pull out the air fryer basket. Here we go. And check to see if anything is in the basket. I made a mistake one time, ladies and gentlemen, and there was a leftover quartered potato in there, and I didn't catch it in time. And when I went to check it uh, about a week later, it was all furry. Yes, yes, it was. <laughs> so I had to thoroughly wash everything good because when things are furry that means they're moldy and you um, have to really wash it thoroughly. In this case I put it in the dishwasher. So what I'm doing now is making sure there's nothing in the bottom of the air fryer. The air fryer has a basket that goes into an insert and I want to make sure that everything's out of there. Um, and I always try to clean it out before I do And Sometimes I may forget to clean out the very bottom piece before I make something so I make sure that it's all clean before I start anything. You don't want to have anything burning on the bottom because it, uh, you know, when you when you burn foods it, it's not good for the environment and it's not good for you. Basket into the fryer. Now just because I've demonstrated the air fryer before and that Debbie has demonstrated the air fryer doesn't mean we uh, we always think that everything's going to turn out good because this is a, an experiment in progress. There, it's all dropped in. And I've got to let in my dog. Pardon me. It is such a rainy day here in Minnesota. Rainy, rainy, rainy. Rain all day long. All right, now the next thing I have to do is get a colander. So I'm going to reach under here and grab a colander. Uh, grabbing a big one because I've got a lot of chips to make. I used one great big russet potato. Now I'm going to unfold the colander. It's a silicone colander. So we're unfolding it. And we're going to place it in the sink that has been thoroughly cleaned. Now, I'm going to go over to the bowl of water, and you can hear this bowl. And in it, 
as really cold potatoes. Now I'm going to give these a stir here, and they're very, they're paper thin. Oh, that water's cold. Ooh. Ow, <laughs> it is so cold. And then I'm going to uh, pick up the bowl of water and raw potatoes, and I'm going to pour them all into a colander. And I'm going to do that right now. In the colander they go. Now we're going to give, set the bowl down in the in the sink, and then we're going to give the chips a shake. And I can hear the water just running off of them. By the way. giving them a thorough shake and then I'm going to take them, stir them with my fingers and then I'm going to shake them off again and then shake them again because they're very wet and I don't want to press on them because I don't want to damage these thin, thin potatoes because as thin as they are they could turn into pulp. I wish you could see these chips. They're really cool looking. They have little ridges and they're they're big and round. Overcast notification. Overcast. Blind abilities channel. Blind abilities presence. Breaking news. The new blind abilities app. Now I'm going to take some paper towels and rip them off of the roll. And I'm going to set them down on the counter. And I'm going to take the potatoes out by hand. And I'm going to... Oh, man, they're wet. <laughs> okay, but they're not dripping wet, they're just wet. And I'm going to put them on a paper towel. And this is a huge russet potato, by the way, guys. I'm going to play, place them on this paper towel. I'm doing it by hand because there might be some residual water in the colander, and I don't want that. I want everything to be completely as dry as they can be, so we are just... Um, Making sure that, man, there's a lot of these here. Making sure they're not going to drip all over. And then I'm going to take the two sides, I'm going to put them together, so make kind of a little hammock, a little sling out of the paper towels. And... Hopefully they will dry off more. Well, they have to. Okay, we're done. Alright, the colander has been put in the sink and now we kind of spread out the raw potato slices and wrap them up in a paper towel. Pat them dry 
as dry as we can get them. They're not going to be completely dry, guys, because they're just not going to be. They're just going to be a little bit, a little bit wet. But we're getting as much of the water out as we can. Okay. Pat them again. Now I'm doing this real time, just so you guys really know what what is involved with this. I'm not going to edit out this part. Alright, I'm going to get another... <laughs> I have to be careful because the dog is very interested in these potato slices. And I'm going to pat these raw chips with another piece of paper towel so I get as much water off as I can. I hope you're excited about this because I sure am. Set the paper towel aside, grab the air fryer basket, and once I get them into the air fryer, they will take 25 minutes approximately, but I must season them with whatever seasoning that I want, and I'm going to use seasoned salt this time, halfway through the batch, and then if I desire more salt afterwards, I will put some more on. But I'm trying to be good. I'm trying to be a good big R and watch my salt. As people should. But before we start the, the layering process... Back up, dogs. Back up. I need to put some oil in a bowl. olive oil this time. Oh, there's hardly anything to be worth it. So we'll use a combination of olive oil and vegetable oil because I don't have enough olive oil here. I just don't. Vegetable oil. Alright, I'm putting the chips in the oil now. And by the way, I've used a, a tablespoon of oil. Just swish them around in there. And in the fryer they'll go in just a few minutes, making sure that they're all nice and coated. Because when you use only a tablespoon of oil, you got to make sure that everything's coated. Into the fryer they go. These are paper, paper thin. Alright, I'm going to take the basket and I'm going to put it in the fryer. set on 300 and all I have to do is turn it on. Well, wish me luck. I'm going to set it for 13 minutes and then we're going to season them and I'll come back and show you that process too. Alright, half of the cooking time is done. You can hear the fryer. Now I'm going to pull out the basket. I am going to put in seasoned salt 
I got a big jug of seasoned salt from Blind Treasures. I got to give them a plug because I love his spices. That's Blind Treasures, Tony Mead, my buddy. <laughs> uh, pays to have somebody in the food industry. And you're going to hear me take the basket out. And you are also going to hear the fryer continue to run. Just moving something over here. Don't want to burn my phone because I want to keep the element hot on the fryer. Let's take it out. Let's see. Let's open up the seasoned salt. Now I'm going to shake the basket a little bit first. Okay, it's still running. I've got to make sure I have a clear space. I'm going to set it on the counter. Oh, they look good, guys. They look like chips. Oh, cool. All right, so I'm going to sprinkle some seasoned salt in my hand here. We're going to mix these through. Oh, they're hot. So I have to really watch this. I'm shaking it. into the air fryer they go. Then we're going to set the timer for oh we'll do another uh, 12 minutes and see how it goes. Uh, first I got to turn the uh, timer another time so it doesn't cancel on me just in case there we go and I'll come back when I'm ready to give it the big test okay well I have to admit something I cheated now these are going on a little bit longer than I anticipated because with the mechanical control you can't get perfect uh, temperatures so this might have been set under just a little bit so I shook them up and turned them, and we've added an extra six minutes. Uh, there are six minutes over so far, <clears throat> so it was 35 minutes for this batch of chips, but I pulled one off the top, and I'll, I'll still show you the pouring of it, but I want you to hear this. That's crisp. Let's try this chip. I, I mean, they smell like potato chips because, well, in fact, they are. <laughs> well, let's have the big R try a potato chip made in the air fryer, shall we? I just can't wait. <laughs> Guys, a total success. Homemade potato chips in the air fryer.
Hear that? Real homemade potato chips out of russet potatoes. I find this so hard to believe because most everything that I've tried in here just works. Now you do have to pay attention to how things are cooked. You don't just magically set it and forget it. You do have to mix things around a little bit. I used a tablespoon of oil for a big huge batch of chips. And you can't tell me that a french fried chip that is put in a bag has less oil and they don't even feel greasy. I'm still going to put them on a paper towel though. But I thought I would give you the first glimpses of what they would taste like and I'm still I, I just couldn't wait. They smelled so good. And the seasoned salt that I used it was exceptional. But I think it's time to probably take them out. Let me... Got my bowl with a uh, paper towel in it. I'm going to pull out the basket. Give it a shake. Homemade chips out of the fryer. Let me pour them in. And there we go. Alright, now what did you say? Did, did you say that I have to sample another one of these? Well... Okay, I guess if I have to, I will. Oh, stop. I'm not going to sample another one. Alright. Just that just proves it. And I'm glad that I had you guys in on this. Because it's a total success. Thanks to the Phillips Air Fryer. Hope you enjoyed this demonstration. See you next week. Thanks for listening. The end appears upon our screen. Just hear the audience crying. Not for happy lovers, but for food that's satisfying. You bet. The cries for armor starve a prank burner. Delicious. Get yours at a refreshment bar. They're juicy and nutritious. If drinks are what you want, we've got them. Hot and cold, just holler. All drinks taste good with Farmer Franks. You bet your bottom dollar. Or if your taste for popcorn set, we have it hot and waiting. For extra treat, just buy a bag. It's fun to eat when dating. But don't forget your honor, Franks. Act on a proposition. Come one, come all, come eat your fill right now with this.